business booze, and a behind-the-scenes look at being an entrepreneur. The Mind Your Business NKY podcast offers real interviews with NKY business owners. Hosted by Link NKY CEO Lacey Starling and business reporter Kenton Hornbeck. Honestly, you won't find a more entertaining business podcast. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen on linknky.com. Hi, and welcome to the Sunday Story. I'm Link's editor, Maggie McDonald, and today I'm chatting with our contributor, Robin Gee, about Northern Kentucky's German roots. So this story really dives deep into the roots of German culture in Northern Kentucky. Could you talk about some of the cultural aspects and traditions that the German immigrants brought to the region? Well, of course, when you're in this area, the first thing you think of is beer. And they did. There were a lot of breweries in northern Kentucky and, of course, in Cincinnati. But also, they brought with them a love of activity. They did a lot. um, I mean, you might have heard of the Turners. It was a society, a social society, where they believed in health and you know, working out together and singing together and doing a lot of things together. They brought a lot of feeling that they needed a community to do things. So they, seems like they organized a lot of clubs, a lot of various organizations to help each other. Um, And so that was uh, something that came through when I was uh, talking about it with um, the experts. Um, And I didn't know this until uh, recently that, you know, we always, like I said, we always think of beer, but actually there were quite a lot of um, Germans who brought um, wine and had wineries, um, especially actually in Cincinnati over in Delhi, but also on this side of the river. Um, but you know, their their folk ways. You know, they the one big thing is, um, like I said, with the beer to the to the Germans, the beer was kind of a dietary necessity, so everyone drank it, and that sometimes got them into a little bit of trouble with drinking on Sunday and things like that but it was just a part of their everyday life. The 48ers played a significant role in German immigration to North America. Can you explain more about their influence and the specific regions from Germany that they originated from? One of the interesting things is that Germany, as we think about it as a country, didn't really even exist until I think 1871. But all over Europe in the 1840s and earlier, there had been a lot of revolutions looking for more democracy, getting rid of the kind of feudal systems um, that were in place. And in the area of Germany, they had a lot of little, almost like city-states, all separate. There was some feeling that they wanted to combine and they wanted to um, democratize the area. And so, like I said, there was the French were revolting in other places and the Germans tried that too, but they were defeated. So a lot of the people that had been involved in it, so in 1848, I think was the the defeat. And um, a lot of people that were involved in it kind of fled because, you know, they were gonna go to jail. So, and that was a lot of younger people. So there were a lot of opportunities here for farming and for other things. It was a good, a good time to leave. So a lot of them did leave and came over to the United States. They came to three areas of the United States that they kind of call the Triangle, which is Cincinnati, Milwaukee, and St. Louis. In our area, we have, we have Germans from all over. And most of it came from two particular places in Oldenburg and Hanover, both in northwest Germany. But in northern Kentucky, a lot of them were from, I think, northern Germany. So they bring different foodways and different things with them. But generally, there was a feeling that 
they could have the democracy that they didn't have uh, back home when they got here. So that was a driving force for a lot of them. And so many of them came at that time that people called them the 48ers because of the, it was after that defeat. So this story discusses a little bit about anti-immigrant sentiment in the area at the time. Could you talk a little bit about the challenges that German immigrants faced in Northern Kentucky? Um, Yeah, there definitely was a lot of anti-immigrant feeling, especially when there were so many coming. There were, you know, so many people from Germany, also a lot of people from Ireland. So, you know, these towns that were really small were suddenly, you know, growing pretty fast. So with that, there was some hostility, as there sometimes is when new people come. And then also there were some different traditions that kind of butted up against the people that were there at the time. One thing, a lot of the Germans, like I said, would drink beer and have festivities. And Sunday was an important family gathering, family festivity day. Even though they, you know, went to church and a lot, uh, we have a strong German Catholic group that came here, but there were also uh, German Protestants. But part of their, you know, culture was to get together and have picnics and, and do things on Sunday. And that involved drinking a lot of beer. And a lot of the people that were here really, you know, followed the no Sunday drinking rules and found that to be quite abhorrent. So there was a lot of, once the Germans became established, some of them worked to try to change those no liquor Sunday laws, things like that. And they did butt up against, you know, some hostility there. Of course, this was happening, you know, like I said, before the Civil War. And then interestingly, well, we'll get into the Civil War, I think, in a minute. But interestingly, you know, some of the, that, that um, problems kind of eased a bit because the Germans were very active in the Civil War and they wanted to show their patriotism. And that was one of the reasons why a lot of them did sign up. But then, of course, you know, we get to World War One and World War Two, And of course, there, the anti-German feeling was much stronger and it was very kind of dangerous to be outwardly German at that time. Yeah, so like we just kind of mentioned, the German immigrants played a role during the Civil War. Could you delve a little bit into their involvement with the Union? Yes, there's a couple of things. They did not have experience with slavery, and they were against it. So many of the Germans came with the idea of, you know, full democracy for everyone, and they were kind of appalled by the idea of someone enslaving someone else. So when the war broke out, you know, Kentucky remained neutral in the beginning, so a lot of Germans actually crossed crossed the river and joined as soon as they could with the Cincinnati contingents for the war. Actually, I mentioned the Turners, the athletic club. One of the requirements of being in the athletic club was to be anti-slavery. So that strong was a strong sentiment. So a lot of a lot of people wanted to go and and serve and there was another reason like I said there had been a lot of anti-immigrant feeling and this for a lot of the Germans was a way to show that they were Americans that they wanted to keep the union that was another big thing like I said the German area had been many many little fiefdoms little you know little cities and part of the revolution was to try to unite them and so the Germans really wanted that they liked that idea of the United States, and they really wanted to support that. And so that made the Civil War, you know, very personal to them, too. 
All right, on a different note, Prohibition had a really significant impact on breweries and beer culture in the region. Can you talk a little bit about how this period affected the brewing industry and German cultural practices like beer gardens? Yeah, uh, Prohibition did quite a number on uh, local breweries and brewers. There were many, many of them before uh, Prohibition happened. Then once it happened, a lot of them shut down. A lot of the beer gardens had to shut down, and they never really fully recovered. There were, of course, we know there were some breweries. The bigger ones who did were able to make it. They made soda pop. Uh, They did things like that. There was a monastery, and I can't remember the name, but they were making sacramental wine. You know, there were things like that that people did to kind of get around it. But it it was devastating for the brewing industry here. We had the bigger ones, Bavaria and Wiedemann, did survive it. Wiedemann, there's a whole story there where they continued. They had some ties with George Remus and you know, the people running alcohol illegally, and they continued to brew for a while, but that caught up with them. And some of the people from the Wiedemann factory actually did go to jail and serve time for breaking prohibition rules. But after prohibition was over, you know, the beer gardens just didn't quite come back the way they had, and a lot of breweries went belly up. So it did have a devastating effect on that community. The people that I've talked to recently have said that They thought it was really great that now in northern Kentucky and Cincinnati as well, we're having a lot more independent breweries. And it was kind of reminding them of that time before Prohibition when there was kind of a heyday of beer in northern Kentucky and Cincinnati. Thank you for listening to The Sunday Story. We'll see you here next week.